Well, thank you so much for tuning in to the Todd Coconado Show, The Remnant. And we're doing something a little different. We're actually live. <laughs> so we're literally live. That's pretty crazy. Um, a lot of times what we'll do is we'll pre-record. Uh, but, you know, there's something about being live, I think, that's good. And there's so many things going on in our country. So I just want to welcome you to the show today. And I know a lot of people are stressed. I know a lot of people are feeling all different types of emotions as we go into months into now this pandemic, which has just been uh, a total nightmare. Let's just be honest. It's been a nightmare for anybody, for people of faith. It's been a nightmare uh, for, for just anybody. I mean, you, you might not even believe in God, but it's a nightmare. And, uh, you know, there's been days throughout this thing where I've, I've woke up and I've literally said, like, am I in a dream? Is this literally a nightmare? Because, you know, when you see, uh, you know, all the different things that we've been through in the past couple months, and then you layer on the things that are happening in American cities that have been happening in American cities, and you just think, what in the world has happened to our world? But I want to kind of digress a little bit today, because even though it seems like all these things are just now happening, uh, there's actually been a group of people that have been planning these things for a long time. And uh, I'm sure you've probably heard by now, you know, there's people being censored on social media. I've been one of those people. Um, I don't know if you've ever had to deal with it, but where Facebook literally puts like some uh, little thing underneath your post that says, this is partly false or this is false or, you know, they now have the curators, apparently, you know, fact checkers. And who are these fact checkers, by the way? And, um, you know, it, it, a lot of times it happens to be Christians, conservatives that are being quote unquote fact checked. Well, who are we being fact checked by, by the way? Who are we being fact checked by? So, the, you know, these people that are supposedly fact checking us, a lot of the times they're people that don't agree with a biblical worldview. And uh, they most of the time, I'd say 99.999% are also not conservative. So, uh, they they believe the news that CNN is reporting. They believe the news that MSNBC is reporting. Uh, they believe the news that the Washington Post is reporting. They believe that we live in this imperialistic, evil country, uh, you know, where it's okay that we should be burning the flag and we should, you know, it's a to- everybody's racist and all these different things that have become the cancel culture mantra. And yet we talk about this silent majority, and I do believe this silent majority is getting bigger and they're getting less silent. Uh, But, you know, I I put up a post today on social media. We'll kind of go through some of the posts. If you don't follow me uh, at Todd Coconado or at Real Todd Coconado, and we don't even know how long Facebook is going to let, you know, my posts and and conservatives and Christians even be up because they they just sent out this um, crazy uh, new terms of service, which I fully don't understand exactly why they did this, but it's kind of suspect to me that it's right by the elections. Isn't that interesting? Because they know that there's truth seekers. They know there's people that are are making arguments based upon facts and they're destroying, they're obliterating the mainstream media narrative. Uh, Like for instance, with the, with the COVID, I mean, God forbid you even say COVID on social media. You know, there's like some little thing underneath that says, find out more about COVID here. And you know, it's like a, it's like a word they flag you for, you know, there's other words that they flag you for. I, I I took a picture with a woman, I won't even say her name because who knows, maybe these podcasting flat platforms, they might, you know, ban me too. I've had a couple of them already take me down. So, you know, I got to be careful what I say, but you know, there's this one woman that's running for Congress. She's been deplatformed, uh, you know, literally depersoned on many of these social media 
platforms. And I took a picture with her. She's running in Florida's 21st district, if you want to know who I'm talking about. And God forbid, the next morning I wake up, two of my social media pages are gone. I mean, they, they've been, you know, just completely taken down. And then, you know, a couple podcasting platforms that we host the show on. All of a sudden, it's not available anymore. So I had to get my team to go out there, find out what's going on. And, you know, I don't get into like crazy controversial stuff. First of all, I'm a pastor, okay? I've been in the ministry for over 17 years. I pastored a church for that long. You know, even before that, I was a youth pastor, college pastor. I went to Bible college. I mean, gosh, it's been like over 21 years since I was in the world. And, you know, as, as a, you know, rebellious person. And, you know, what's funny is I had less heat then. I mean, people kind of left me alone back then. And that was one of the reasons why I knew God was real, because I could see the evil stuff that was going on in the world. And it led me to search for the light. And the Bible says, seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. And I sought the Lord because I saw the darkness. And there might be somebody out there that's listening right now. And you say, you know, I can see there's some evil things that are going on. I fully, I may not fully understand it. I may not fully understand what exactly is going on, but I know something evil is going on out there because I, I'm, I can feel it. I can sense it. And in my spirit, I can sense that there's something going on. And so if you're seeking, the Bible says, knock and the door shall be open. Seek and you shall find. Listen, friends, we're in a late hour. I know there's just some pastors and preachers and Christians that are just kind of coming. You know, I saw this uh, coming attraction to a movie that's coming out. It actually brought tears to my eyes because these are things that I've been talking about for years. And I've been ridiculed. I've been called, a, you know, all these names and blacklisted from Christian conferences and different things. And all of a sudden, it's been interesting. The last couple of years, especially this last year, a lot of these leaders that used to ridicule me have been calling me, texting me, emailing me. Hey, Pastor Todd, you know, what do you think about this? Or, you know, I, I know that you've been talking about this for a long time. Well, thank you. I'm so glad. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and, and seek retribution or be angry because I have an open door policy. And you know what my policy is? No matter what they've said about me, no matter how evil they've been, as long as it's not to my family, don't mess with my family. But, you know, if you've been, you know, out there maligning me and coming against me for years, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. I will forgive you. You are welcome in my church. You're welcome. I will bless you. And I really do wish you the best life because the truth is, is that we have the answer. And I had an encounter with Jesus Christ when I was like 23 years old. I had an encounter, a Damascus Road encounter. I know the love of Christ. I know what the mercy of Christ looks like. You know, he's had so much grace and so much mercy on my life. And so I'm not going to sit here and hold it against these people. But there's something that is changing in the culture because, you know, for the last many years, we've been just so concerned about, oh gosh, it's like this popularity thing. I mean, you know, we have these churches and there's, you know, I have a friend that makes those big screens in the back and God bless him. He's a, he's a man of God. He's a real remnant guy actually. And he makes a, you know, business out of doing that. So there's nothing wrong with having those beautiful screens and there's nothing wrong with, you know, all the lights and all the different things, whatever, if that makes you happy. But the bottom line is if you quench the Holy spirit, or if you don't invite the presence of God and those things mean nothing, they mean nothing. And we have all these beautiful buildings and we had all this money and, you know, there's these people that have been pouring finances in. And I hate to say it. I don't know if you've been praying about who to give the finances to or not, but you've been giving them to people. Some of these people got jet planes and these really elaborate mansions and all these, you know, these things, these things. And meanwhile, it's like, you know, what bothers me is like these remnant pastors that are out there speaking boldly 
you know, and, and they're barely getting by. They're barely getting by. And for whatever reason, it's like people want to give to like these these other ministries because I guess it gives them some kind of social accolades or they get to sit in the VIP in these big churches or they get some type of recognition here on earth. I don't know. But, you know, you really got to pray about that. Think about that, because it's like, are you really funding the right people? Are you funding people that are making the difference? Are you funding people that are making the difference by being the true remnant church, the body of Christ? When In Hollywood, I was interviewing people. What God is up to in Hollywood. That's what got me started with the remnant broadcast because I, you know, Hollywood and government have a plumb line, you know, and I started realizing that, you know, there was a big connection between government and Hollywood. And I was a child actor. So it all came together. But I would go to some of these pastors and I would say, you know, uh, how do you feel about this? I noticed this is going on in, in your church, or I noticed this is going on with this person that you're mentoring, this celebrity. You know, are you, are you, confronting the sin are you you know in a loving manner are you telling them they shouldn't be just well we don't we don't talk about that pastor todd we don't talk about that part of the bible here and i would just stare at them and say what, what do you mean you 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 leave that part of the bible out and they say well yeah we don't really talk about that we just let the lord deal with them on that we don't we don't tell them that you know about that and and you know some of these celebrities would be going to these ministries they'd be sitting in the in the bible study they'd be sitting in the church and they wouldn't tell them that it's wrong to be having sex before marriage they wouldn't tell them that, you know, the homosexual lifestyle is wrong. They wouldn't tell them any of these things. They just, everything was positive, encouraging. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with being an encourager. I mean, you got to, you know, we want to exhort, you know, be, you know, lifting up other brothers and sisters. But, you know, in a loving manner, you also got to tell them what the word of God says, because we're going to be held leaders, leaders, we're going to be held to a higher account, a higher standard. And I think this has set us up for this perfect storm that we're in right now, because we're in a perfect storm. I don't know if you've noticed it. We're in a perfect storm. There's there's multiple fronts of spiritual warfare and many, many different things that are going on right now. And because a lot of people aren't spiritually astute and they don't they lack discernment, this is where people can really be led astray. This is where really people can have some major issues and some major problems right now because this is a problem. Many people don't know the word of God. They've only heard the good stuff. And what I mean by that, it's all good, but they've only heard the encouragement, positive stuff, building you up. They don't hear that the law of the Lord, they, they haven't heard of, of the fact that sin leads to death, the wages of sin or death. Uh, you know, they haven't heard certain parts of the Bible preached because literally pastors are saying we don't preach that part of the Bible. And then all of a sudden it's, it's September 2020. The world is in crisis. We have multiple different things going on right now. And, and all of a sudden people are looking, they're looking for leadership and they're looking to some of these leaders and they're saying, you know what? I don't even know if I can follow that person right now. They're cowering in a corner. They won't even open their church. They won't even have a church service because they're worried about some pandemic. And, and I think to myself, you know, we got to really, you know, there's that good saying, like, what would Jesus do, right? What would Jesus do? And then you got to sit here and think about it. What would Jesus do? Do you think Jesus would be sheltering in place with a mask on? Or would he be out there going out, casting out the demonic, driving out in the name of Jesus, which he is God. So he would be driving it out, casting it out. He would be out there laying hands on the sick. That's what he did. And we're meant to do what he did, what he did. So how can we be laying hands on the sick if we're not even out there? We're having these virtual people say, well, you can do the virtual version. Listen, I had a guest on my show the other day who I highly respect, and we differ in opinion in this. 
you know, and I've had many conversations offline with him and went, went back and forth on statistics. And I made note to make sure to say in the, in the show, like, look, I know people are going to get mad at me because they're going to say I'm not standing firm, but you know, I'm always open to hear other opinions. I'm always open to respect those in leadership and hear what the Lord's speaking to them. But ultimately, you're going to know where I stand and 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 where I stand with this thing, uh, as I've seen this progress with this whole COVID and the masks and uh, the things that they're trying to set up to me right now in September 2020, I think this is a massive setup. And I have been thinking this for a while where they're they're initiating some major change in our world and they're using this as a vehicle. OK, and I, I put an article out there, everything you need to know. Uh, about this a few months ago that was a big expose and the, the article went viral for the right people those are theirs to hear it's on remnant uh, news rmntnews.com or the remnantnews.com or you can go to remnant.news uh, it's on there and uh, people still ask me for that article because it breaks it all down but when I started going in the website and I started seeing what they were saying about COVID COVID when I started seeing the plans and I started seeing how intricate and all of them were intertwined and connected in my spirit and through discernment, I immediately know this was part of a plan. Now, of course, we've already gone into the fact that in October of 2019, they were having the, you know, the event 21 and, uh, you know, Gates and all the different people, you know, were already involved in that. I think it was event 201, excuse me, event 201. And, you know, Gates and Fossey, all these different players that we saw on the, on the world stage talking during the coronavirus pandemic, they, they literally, um, you know, went through a whole scenario where they, 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 they practiced, you know, exactly what was going to happen only a couple months later. So it was really, really strange, ladies and gentlemen, really, really strange how similar it was. And then at Davos, you know, you had George Soros out there saying, you know, things are going to drop, you know, dramatically change in the next few months. And, uh, you know, you don't have to worry about Donald Trump. We're going to totally mess up everything that he's done because they knew that, you know, the economy was one of his biggest talking points. You, you know, he's talking about what he did in the economy, deregulating, you know, fixing the trade deals. Everybody was like African-American unemployment was the lowest, you know, uh, you know, women unemployment was like the lowest in decades you know, uh, the unemployment number in, in total was was ridiculously low. People were, you know, making jobs. We were starting to see incremental wage, in, you know, wages go up for the first time in a long time. You know, I mean, it was amazing what was happening in the American economy. This was because we were decoupling from the globalist agenda. And, and, and yet so many people for so long have not even been willing to admit that there is a globalist agenda. They, 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 people say it's conspiracy. You know, there's no one that wants a one world global government. No one's working towards that. That's conspiracy, Todd. That's conspiracy. Well, now major Christian leaders are out there saying it. <laughs> now people that ran for governor, that were governors at one point, that were in elected office, that are prominent figures in our world, in our, in our nation, are saying it. And so, you know what? It, it brings joy to me to see that you know, this is finally out there that people aren't saying it's conspiracy all of a sudden. Now they're understanding, yes, this is what is happening, that there is a globalist cabal that's, you know, trying to, you know, completely take away our country as we know it, our constitution, our borders. That's why these mobs are in the streets is because agent provocateurs and NGOs, non-governmental organizations that are funded by guys like Soros and even people behind him. Where does Soros get all the money? You ever think about that? the banking cartels, the, the elites. And, and so now we're starting to understand this is organized. 
I knew it was organized a while back, but I'll tell you what really opened my eyes. I was uh, out in D.C. for the inauguration in 2016, and uh, I was walking the streets, and, you know, they had this area, which was kind of like the green zone in Iraq. I mean, it was like once you go through there, you felt pretty safe. You know, there was military everywhere, police and federal police and all that, you know, so you felt pretty safe. But when you left the green zone area, it was like, you know, mayhem. I mean, they were lighting limos on fire. My friend's limo got lit on fire. They were, you know, breaking into Starbucks and buildings. They were causing all kinds of chaos and havoc in the streets. And, you know, because I'm a kind of middle-aged, but still young enough looking, and, you know, if I put a hat on or whatever, like I can kind of look like I'm part of that group or they don't know that I'm like this big, you know, uh, Christian conservative radio host and pastor and preacher, you know, so I kind of just, you know, went incognito and was going around filming stuff and seeing what they were up to and whatnot. No one really messed with me, to be honest, but there was a lot of uh, destruction of property and there were people that were fighting and getting into skirmishes and things like that, you know, pretty, you know, vocal and, and, and blatantly, you know, Trump supporters versus some of these anarchists. And, and, and so, you know, I'm walking around. So then I go to this area that's kind of like where some of the restaurants, restaurants are and whatnot. And I see this big, long line. It was like this big, long line. And there was mainly women in the line and it was long. I mean, friends, I'm talking about like, you know, if you're in an amusement park and it's like the longest line, you know, for like the best ride, like that's how long it was. It was so long. And I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm like, what are these people? It was like a storefront. I'm like, what are they waiting for? Like, what is this about? And what I found out was this was the organization on the ground preparing the people for the next day for the big, remember the pink hat women march? Remember that? And that's when I realized just how much money an organization was behind these things that you see. Remember the caravans, you know, all these protests that you see in these cities and these different things. You know, you ever notice how like for a while it was like all the shootings, right? There was all these school shootings. There was all these, you know, mass shooting events during the Barack Hussein Obama era. Remember that? And 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 what was going on right when that was happening was is that they were trying to tell everybody, um, uh, you know, we got it. We got to have more, you know, stricter gun laws. And, you know, there was the, the extreme far left saying we got to just take away the guns. I mean, we can't you know, this is the answer. This is the answer. They were drawing up legislation. They already had legislation waiting. And they were making a lot of progress, by the way. California went really extreme during that time. Uh, they, they initiated those uh, uh, red flag laws and things like that. But, you know, I mean, all across the country, there was all, all different types of tightening up on the gun laws because of all these mass shooting events. And, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's like they found out there was like even CNN reported on. I think you could still find it. Now, Google has manipulated a lot of their researching and searches. So, like, I've noticed even things that used to come up on Google all of a sudden they're like not coming up. So I've been using Bing a lot more often. Actually, I'm using DuckDuckGo a lot more often now. Um, but I, I really am trying to get away from Google because they're so manipulated and they're just they're just so in the tank for the globalists. But anyways, you know, a lot of people, most people still do use Google and hopefully you can find this on there. But you can find there was this CNN article where they even said like there's a training camp for, for school shooters here in the United States. Well, yes, of course there was. Because this is all an operation. This has always been an operation. So they went from the school shootings. Then they went to the caravans. Remember, that's all we heard about for months and months. Caravans, caravans. What happened to the caravans? Why don't you hear about the caravans anymore? And everybody was against, oh, um, you know, President Trump building the wall. Don't build the wall. Oh, it's so awful. The wall will never work. It's so evil. How could you want a wall around your country? You know, no one's talking about the wall. You know why? Because COVID. It doesn't, it doesn't match their narrative. Actually, Trump was right. And he kept people out of the country that shouldn't have been here illegally. But the Democrats, they're the party of, of chaos. They're the party of anarchy. 
They're the party that lets people come in your neighborhoods with bullhorns and baseball bats and, and break your property and light it on fire. You know, I remember talking to this uh, this this really kind African-American Democrat woman. She's been Democrat her whole life, but she's she's a woman of God. She really loves the Lord. And I think it's just that she's historically Democrat. And so she's just never you know thought about changing parties. I think she's actually voting for President Trump now, uh, which is kind of interesting. But but the thing about it, it was, you know, so she's in this house in 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 dc and and she has bars on her windows it's kind of like one of those um uh you know those houses that has the um you know it looks like the stoop houses in new york if you know what i'm talking about they're brick you know the brick fronts whatever and so she's in her house she's got her neighbor next door another democrat another african-american woman and i remember talking to the the woman she's like in her late 60s maybe 70s um anyways lives by herself she's a widow and and she was telling me she's like todd there's a mob, you know, in my neighborhood. They're coming down my street right now. They're they're breaking into houses. Now there's a Democrat African American woman. So uh, we're, we're, you know, wait a minute. Isn't it Black Lives Matter, right? Black Lives. Isn't that the whole reason why they're saying they're doing these these big uh, protests and, and and they're destroying all this property? Well, here's a African American woman. Woman, by the way, the Democrats are also supposed to be the woman party, right? And and she's elderly and. They're breaking into her neighbor's house. They actually did get into her neighbor's house. They didn't get into hers. She was praying in the name of Jesus. And we were praying for her as this was going on, as this mob was coming through her neighborhood in D.C. But the other part about it was that she had bars on the windows. And so I guess they just didn't want to break down the bars. And, you know, God protected her. But her neighbor's house was not protected. That woman, I don't really know the full story, but I know she was terrified out of her mind. And I really believe both those women are going to be voting for Donald Trump because they just can't understand how in the United States of America a mob was allowed to come into their neighborhood and, and loot and burn. And she said, Todd, I think they're going to burn down my house. And I thought, what a terrifying thing. What a terrifying thing. That, 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 that somebody could literally be going into your neighborhood and, and, and you're stuck in this house and you're looking outside and it's like the mob is out there. And by the way, those are the people that vote the same way you do. And you're the, you're the color of the, of the people that they're saying that they're supposedly uh, rioting for, but yet they're about to burn your house down. Well, you know, another prime example of that is Portland. I mean, here, the Portland mayor who, who's been sympathetic, who's been not wanting to bring in the troops you know, right? He doesn't want to bring in the troops. He doesn't want to ask the federal troops to come in and stop the violence, which is going on for like a hundred days now. The city is like in ruins. Business owners have lost, you know, all races, colors, and creeds have lost their businesses that they've worked for for their whole lives. But the Democrats won't stop the violence. They won't ask President Trump. Thank God they did that in Wisconsin, where they they brought in the National Guard. It stopped in like an hour. I mean, you don't hear anything about Wisconsin anymore, right? But they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it in, in Portland. They still won't do it. And, and, and the mayor, they go to his house. This is a guy that's supposedly on their side. And yet, and yet now he's freaking out. He doesn't want to go back to his house because he's scared. So you got to understand when, when the demons are coming for you, they don't care if you are on their side. They don't care because they're demonic. They're evil. They, they don't care. You, you think they care? They don't care. They're coming for you too. And that's why we have to understand the battle that we're in, which is a battle between light and darkness. That's what it is. It's a battle between light and darkness. And, 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 and it's not even political. I know it seems political and everybody thinks, oh, you're so political or, you know, we're in, you know, this is all about politics and the election. This isn't about the election. And that's why I go back to the remnant pastors. Thank you to those who have been warning the people. 
telling the people there's a rising of the spirit of Antichrist in this land. There's a rising of the demonic that's been pushing for decades. It's been pushing the, the morality just into the tank in the United States, going against the family unit, going against biblical principles and morality. And, 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 and we've all watched it and we watched it on our television shows. We've listened to it on the radio. We've seen it on, on, on all kinds of movies and video games. But for whatever reason, the silent majority has been silent. And the pastors, not all of them, there's been some remnant pastors. There's been some amazing pastors that are out there and that are outspoken, that put their lives on the line. And then there's the pastors. All they want to do is just encourage everybody. Just encourage everybody. Encourage, encourage, encourage. Oh, we don't preach that part of the Bible. We don't talk about that part of the Bible. Well, now the battle has come to our doorsteps, ladies and gentlemen. Now the battle has come to our doorsteps, our neighborhoods. It's come to our cities here in America. And people don't know what to do. And so I'll tell you what you got to do because it's super, super important. We got to pray. We got to fast. We got to seek the Lord with all of our heart. We got to learn how to how to battle in the spirit of God. We got to learn how to stand firm in the word of God and, and understand, you know, literally that the battle that we're fighting is not against flesh or blood. It's against strongholds and principalities. That's what we have to understand. It's against strongholds and principalities. We're in in this in this very important precipice defining moment in our country. And I'm glad that the other preachers are, are showing up now. I'm glad more people are talking about the new world order. I'm glad more people are talking about the globalist agenda. I'm glad more people are understanding that what the, the end game goal is, is, is to totally decimate our religious liberties and freedoms and to bring us into this very, very draconian Orwellian, you know, existence you know what you see in China where you're tracked everywhere you go, where you're denied, you're not allowed on airplanes, you're not allowed on certain trains, you're denied just all these different things because of the way that you, you know, the religion that you live. Look what's going on with the with the Muslims in China. They're being put into, into concentration camps. Why does anybody care about this? Listen, I'm a Christian. I'm not a Muslim, but I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with that. Where is the Where is the American media that's talking about that? What, why aren't we sanctioning? Why aren't we worried about that? I mean, that people are literally being thrown into concentration camps, and you better believe Christians are too, because it's not just the Muslims. In fact, I know people in the underground church in China. Yeah, there's a state-sanctioned church, but that church isn't allowed to preach the full gospel. That'll be just like those other people I was telling you about earlier. Yeah, we don't preach the full Bible. Yeah, well, guess what? You're not equipping people, and you're going to be held to a higher standard in heaven, so you better be ready, buddy. Because I wouldn't want to stand before the throne of glory and say, I didn't preach that part of the Bible, God. Sorry. I didn't have the guts to do it. Sorry about that. I don't think that's going to be a, a very positive thing when you're standing before the throne of glory. Because the Lord wants us to be vessels of truth. Because he's the way, the truth, and the life. He is the answer to this entire problem. Whether it's COVID-19, whether it's unrest in our country, whether it's, listen, Donald Trump, I'm, you know, he's a great guy. We got to pray for him. I mean, people, a lot of people hate him. They say he doesn't speak well, all these different things. But guess what? He's the thin blue line between us and socialism and communism here in the United States. They're going to dismantle our country. They're going to dismantle our military. They're going to dismantle our rights, our First Amendment, our Second Amendment. They're going to let China completely take over. China will be uh, the superpower of the world within a very short period of time. If you see Democrat leadership here in the United States, it will be a vacuum. Remember Obama and his 
apology tour, bowing down all leaders. You haven't seen nothing yet. Could you imagine Joe Biden? The guy can't even speak. He's a puppet of the deep state. And if it doesn't end up being him, whoever the Democrats do put in, whether it's the, the wife of Barack Hussein Obama, whether it's Michelle Obama, whether it's Camilla Harris, whoever they put in, they're puppets of the deep state. They have a plan to completely neuter the United States, our economy, our strength, our position, our stature in the world, religious liberties and freedoms. I don't know where you're getting your information from, but if you don't understand this is going on, listen, this is the truth. And the Bible says the truth will set the captive free. We don't want to talk about these things. I want to talk about people getting saved and set free and healed and delivered. That's what I would love to spend my time talking about. But right now, just like when there's a war going on, where do you send the troops? You send them to the battle. You send the tanks to the battle. You send the aircraft to the battle. This is the battlefield. This is where the battle is going on right now in our country. Because it, it, it it's clearly a major, major difference between Barack Hussein Obama's guy, Joe Biden, Camilla Harris, whoever it may be, maybe Obama's wife. We don't know yet fully because we haven't got all the way there yet. We haven't even got through the debates yet. Let's see how this all plays out. Or Donald Trump, who literally surrounds himself with believers in Christ, who literally makes it the, you know, the most pro-life situation in our country in decades, who's going to put in pro-life judges that are going to craft law and legislation for years instead of activist judges that Joe Biden will put in. I mean, this is just scratching the surface. There's so many, many things from from, you know, political, geopolitical, uh, you know, ramifications to what's going to happen with, you know, the Middle East. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. It's two polar opposite futures for our country. And we have to make the decision, make the decision. Who are we going to stand for? Are we going to stand for darkness or are we going to stand for light and life in the name of Jesus Christ? If you're okay with babies getting murdered after they're born, then you got to search your soul today, ladies and gentlemen. That's infanticide. That's where the Democrat Party stands today. They're okay with babies being murdered, not just in the womb, but after they're born. Thank you for listening to the live version of the Todd Coconado Show. We'll be back tomorrow. God bless you. Please share the show. We love you guys, and we're praying for you in Jesus' name.